0: The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed.
1: Listen, laugh, and learn what happens
0: when the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host,
1: Lamont Hearn Jr.
0: And we're here to bring the heat. All right. It's been another week. We have uh, gotten through Cyber Monday. Yeah. We have uh, gotten through Turkey Day. We're now in the throes of December. I honestly blinked and thought it was January and now we're (laughs) in December.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It seems like this year has went by so fast. I mean, what was it? Seven months ago, we took the kids on a surprise trip to Disney. And that feels like it wasn't that long ago.
0: Well, for me, it doesn't even feel like it was this year. Mm. It it was uh, you said something to me uh, like er earlier this year, we took the kids to Disney. And I was like, that was this year, wasn't it? So I, I agree with you. Yeah. It is very difficult to see the year fly by so fast. But other than that, how has your week been?
1: Um, It's been good. We actually got my wife a new car recently and we um, basically she ended up upgrading the car she had uh, for a newer model that had all wheel drive. Um, I'll leave that there because I was messing with her about getting the exact same car, just a newer year. But... Uh, We got stuck in traffic this year, and that was something I didn't expect to happen during the holiday season. I assumed more people would be digital or online shopping, rather. And we ended up getting stuck near um, Oxmoor uh, Mall. And for those who aren't from our area, there are like three malls more or less in our city, Jefferson Mall, Oxmoor, uh, center st. Matthew. Uh, uh, st matthew's mall and um, oxmoor is more of a mall that has von mar and things like that so it's a certain type of mall not that we were shopping there as much as we were just getting her car from an area near and we were like stuck in traffic for maybe like 45 minutes wow and that was just us just trying to get her car so we weren't actually shopping in this instance so i was pretty surprised about that how did you all do
0: So, well, one thing I do know is that some um, retailers are offering steeper discounts if you purchase it in the store Mm. because there's so many logistic issues uh, happening. Makes sense. For us. We were already done before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We're sticking with a, a new tradition. We'll see how well this works when they're 12. But with something to read, something to wear, something you want, something you need, and something special. And they're all very inexpensive. And uh, and our house, Santa uh, only brings what's in your stocking because mom and daddy getting credit for their stuff. <laughs> And so uh, the thing that Santa will be bringing is already purchased as well. So for us, so for the kids, it's pretty easy for the extended family. Yeah, we're almost wrapped up with them. We had a couple of folks to buy for, but that was all Amazon. Uh, Shout out to my Amazon gift cards. (laughs) That's right, people. We are cheap.
1: Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it.
0: Uh, And even the kids. So your kids included, they're all done real talk i even have our uh christmas exchange gift that i've had for about 8 months like i <laughs> saw it, like yo getting it for the christmas exchange so that's what's so up uh, our our crew, uh we exchange Christmas gifts every year. Uh but one year we surprised uh, someone with uh all stuff for their apartment, their mm-hmm. new their new place. But typically we just pull a name and bring a gift and switch a rule. So yeah. That was that was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. But yeah, other than that, it's been pretty chill. Pretty chill. I I did start with an executive coach. Okay, okay. Uh, An executive coach is someone who helps you identify a goal you want to set. And then they, they help you get the tools so that you can create a path to get to the goal that you set and accomplish. Okay. And they help you, you know, week over week throughout the time frame and um, act as a coach more so than a, a, a mentor. Okay. So I guess the mentor is something that you want to replicate where coaching is something where you want to identify your own path and and then the steps to get there. So okay. I'm looking at things that how I want to change and move and. In the future. And it's weird because, you know, now I'm thinking like career plans and Mm. and and, you know, what you know, what is it that I really want to do and how do I want to do it? And so, yeah, that's been fun and a very interesting little 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 funness for for me.
1: So basically you're saying you've succeeded and achieved the way you have so far without a plan and now you're getting someone to put you in a proper direction to take over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. The I respect world,
0: it. The world should watch out. Like, I've just been fumbling <laughs> around in the dark. Now that the light switches on and I got direction, like, oh, Lord,
1: I don't we, know. We've uh, all been warned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just saying. I might be fun to hang out with. I'm, hey. I'm just going. Just saying. Get on now, the train now. Hey, uh, and, I, and for those who don't know, I will be starting a, a podcast production company. And so... Um, There's more to come on that But there's a lot in the works I have some courses that I've created and there's some learning tools and guides so that people who want to do this, they can do it for themselves or uh, they can come to us and come to me and my organization, my company to help them uh, get their podcast up and running. And so there'll be more to come. And there's a couple of podcasts that I'll be including in my network. So I'm pretty excited about the future. And so having someone help me get strategic and really apply direction to one thing, I think, will be uh, amazing to see. Because I've been multitasking. I mean, I had two babies, and a, working in a doctorate, with my husband working in a doctorate, working full time. Right. You know, living in a different cities with no friends or family. Like I, I've done the hard stuff. Right. <laughs> so and without a plan, so I think that I, I anticipate the future being very bright, and
1: I that's am, what's up. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Hey, I look forward to being along on the ride Just seeing how you do.
0: All right, folks. So let's let's get into it. So, you know, I found a truth. It doesn't have a title, Mm -hmm. but I think I want to call it. uh, I'm mad at my sister because she's a junkie. My husband and I have been raising my niece for three years. My niece is almost 16 now. I'm 29 and I feel like I gave up my fun and carefree years to raise my sister's kids. I've always dreamed of having my own children and now that I'm struggling to conceive, I can't help but to feel resentful that I'm raising one of my junkie sister's six healthy children. Overall, my niece is a good kid. I love her and I want her to do well in life, but she doesn't feel like she's our kid. She doesn't think of us when she thinks about who her parents are.
1: Hmm. Wow. All right. So that one's that one's heavy um, because you're looking at us. I have to look at the situation from two parts. Obviously, I did not have that experience of raising someone else's kids at this moment, nor was I taken in by someone. And on one hand, I want to applaud them for taking on the responsibility but I also sympathize with them in feeling like the life that they live or have been living so far may not be what they intended it to be. Mm-hmm. Because at, at that point, there are certain things that you are sacrificing that you otherwise would not have originally intended to do so. that That's a tough one. I know that it's probably something that I would say is a poblano because it would irritate some because I, I know there are some people who would say they would love to just be able to raise any kid and have any chance to do so for me personally, I don't think it's a, a spicy truth. I don't, I don't blame that. I don't blame the confessor mm-hmm. for telling how they feel as long as they are not going about it in a way that is detrimental to their knees, as long as they're not doing it in a way that is making her feel like she's being outcasted intentionally. And, and I, Say that that way because you know sometimes you may not know how the things you're doing are being taken by someone else who is receiving them, but I hope that she's going about this in a way that does not uh, push this child away and even though it could be a tough conversation, you know. I think she might need to seek therapy for that. See if she can speak with someone who's maybe outside of the family who maybe may not be as so attached and kind of just express how she feels and see how she can handle it. The, the aspect of her not being able to have her own children, of course, I'm sure exacerbates this for her because as she stated, you know, her sister who is a drug addict had healthy children and she can't seem to even get one Mm -hmm. out of herself naturally. And um, from a, Man, I want to ask you, how does that concept even or that that, I guess, topic even feel to you as a woman and as you were able to have your own children? But I I do know that a lot of us know women who have not been able to. How do you how how does that how do you deal with that?
0: It's a very delicate subject. So we had fertility issues both of my children were conceived through iui um uh, which is in vitro huh. i can't iui no, i'm going to have to look that up it it's not where they take their eggs and put them in your uterus but it's it's uh
1: go ahead iui is intrauterine insemination thank,
0: thank you that's it intrauterine insemination i'm going to say that Real slow, fifty times, <laughs> but nonetheless. So we we struggle with fertility. Um, I was over thirty five, uh, overweight, severely overweight. Like I think technically my BMI is like outlandish back then and still now, but it was a lot. I was on hormones. We did multiple rounds of Clomid until we got the right dosage. And uh, once we got we were lucky and we got uh, baby one. And then we decided I I was ready. Like, that's that's maternity craziness. And then we uh, had another rounds of, a couple of rounds of uh, additional Clomid and IUI. And we were able to conceive with our last child. So the last one almost literally killed me that's so my husband is uh said the property is closed
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember those conversations yeah so for yeah.
0: for his perspective uh, the baby shop is closed uh he he said that he uh, committed to having me for a lifetime um and so yeah, in order for me to stay healthy that was one of our decisions um, i'm glad we did make that decision now but So it's a sensitive topic because, you know, when a woman is trying to conceive and they don't have that ability to do so, and you have people asking questions like, when are you going to have kids? Or when are you going to have another one? It really is painful. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who have conceived and then unfortunately lost their child. And then you have those same questions. It really, in my opinion, probably feels like a a dagger Mm -hmm. in the heart. And so... So for this particular woman, I have one set of advice. But for others, I would say stop asking people about their motherhood. Just stop. Like, you don't know what's going on. If they bring it to you, that's one thing. But stop uh, nagging people. Well, when you, you just got married. we ain't going to have kids. we ain't going to have another one. You know, I wish I would have said when you pay for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: But stop asking because you don't know what you know. People are going through, and, and right. it, it's a simple thing, and and people don't mean harm, and I and I get that, and your intentions may be great, but the impact is painful,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so it you have to if you have to look at impact versus intention, and. You, how did it? That person getting that question or having that? How did you made this this woman feel or this man feel, mm-hmm. for that matter? You, it's it's just one of those things where stop asking those questions because again, it was rough when you know we get those negative. Like you're, I mean, you just know, you just know you're positive, but then you get a negative pregnancy test. It is. Devastating. Mm. It is, you know, and you're filled with um, hormones and everything else, and you're trying to conceive. And so it feels like the end of the world. Mm. So I can't even imagine what it's like to, to carry the life of your child and to lose it. And then people asking you, Oh, you don't ever know. What are you going to do now? So, right. to that, in a general opinion, I would say stop asking people, right. stop meddling. Worry about your own uterus. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Now to this particular woman, it's, you said something while you were talking that kind of just registered with me that this woman did indeed sacrifice her, I don't want to say livelihood, but her life, her freedom to take care of her, her niece. And you said, while well, and what you said was something along the lines of, while well, you never had to take in anyone and you weren't taken in. Your opinion. And when you say that, it made me think, oh, yeah, I was taken in. I was taken in. And the way that this woman feels, I don't know if it's how my, my aunt who took us in felt, but I will acknowledge that we limited her ability to live life. She's only 11 years older than me. Mm. And so she was burdened with the responsibility of us after her mama died. And so, you know, while I think about, oh, my grandmama died, my mama died, then my grandmama died, and then we were in my aunt's custody, you know, her sister died, then her mama died, and now she got these these kids. And so she did sacrifice. She never got the opportunity to go and live. And I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling frustrated by that loss Mm -hmm. or feeling hurt, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that's normal. I right. think that we want to assume that if people do these altruistic behaviors, that everything is always good, but it wasn't always good for her. Right. We were not always respectful. We were not always kind, but she showed up every day. She, she kept feeding us and she kept the lights on. And, you know, she did everything she needed to do, regardless of how, ungrateful we were at the time and so you know i'm not sure what the how the niece feels Mm -hmm. but we know we have we have people in our lives or known people whose parents are this woman said a junkie so i would say drug addict we know what that's like like we can see their lives we know what that's like Mm -hmm. so i'm not imagining this three years has been easy for this aunt right I, I can't imagine it is easy. So for her frustration, it's it's a bell pepper, and I, and I wish it could remain a bell pepper because she deserves that frustration. And to like my aunt who took care of us, I've never heard her utter a negative thing whatsoever, and it was not easy. She never uttered a, a negative word. Never, never made me feel like she regretted the decision to take my brother and I on and for her sacrifice, I get to have the world. Her sacrifice sincerely allowed me to get a better education, to have a home, regardless of how rough things were. Uh, and as she and and we and our relationship matured to have a best friend. So Any angst, pressure, or anything she might have felt in that moment was justified. And so for this particular woman's confession, it's understandable. And to anyone who says, oh, you should always family, family, family. Well, humans, 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 human. Mm Mm-hmm. Now we don't want the little girl knowing how rough things are. You ain't got to be like, listen,
1: right, right. I uh, I could have been out the club. You know what I mean? I like, like holes
0: in the clothes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so like, there could have been like, you know, Tree- <laughs> Excuse me. Don't say her name. My aunt could have been at the club getting her Alize on.
1: Not Alize. Her <laughs>
0: Alize. Like she could have been like, let me get some of Alize. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. instead, she went to work so that we could have right. what we need. So um, I- I'm imagining the situation is Rough and and again, you know we don't know we don't know the totality of it. We make assumptions, but make assumptions based on our own past experiences. Mm-hmm. So if my if someone's mother is known as a junkie, it could be any litmus of drugs. Yeah, In, from alcohol all the way through, and I, I'm gonna start calling food a drug too because when your mama can't get up off the couch. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not fat shaming. I'm fat. I have no shame, so not fat shaming. But I am saying that is a drug as well and that's abuse as well. If a 8-year-old's got to wipe my tail Cause I can't or lift up my left flab so that they can get the squeegee in there. Mm. Then I, I feel like that's child abuse too, but I agree. so imagine, you know, I, I'm just saying, I'm just making assumptions. Yeah. I'm giving her a bell pepper. Her feelings and emotions are real and they're valid. And I could be frustrated in that moment and couple that with, I've said this before. I bet you the sister's on the crack because I say crack is a fertility drug. Everybody that's on crack is always pregnant. I don't understand Uh, it. Hold on. I've been saying it for years. Crack rock. Is a fertility drug. Oh. I don't recommend it. Do not go take Crack Rock to get pregnant because there are severe side effects. You lose your hair, your butt, your breast, your teeth. There's a whole lot of side effects, but you will get pregnant. Oh. So, like, it's the, so that's, that's <laughs> okay. all I got to say about Hold
1: that. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Yes, sir. Originally, I was going to ask you, how did you come to the conclusion that Crack was a fertility drug? But you explained it. But the fact that you said crack has side effects, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah, like I feel like we should all kind of have like a consensus agreement. Crack has side. If anything, it should be called the side effect drug. It's literally that. Like, but I I appreciate that. I feel like I would not wear on a shirt that crack is a fertility drug, but I feel like somebody would.
0: I'm sure. There are people out there on crack right now, but that would think that's funny because, like, you're right. I don't had seven. Like, what? Mm. I had people are having litters. Like, <laughs> it sounds bad out loud, but I mean, listen. Again, I grew up in the west end of Louisville, and for those, you know, it's pretty bad now. But it wasn't that great back then either. Right, right, right. right. I mean, our next door neighbor was a, a bona fide crackhead. Like, you know. I I ain't never told my aunt this, but one time I was on with her when she bought some crack, like <laughs> like terrible, terrible. So uh, my uh, my ability to recognize crackism in its uh in its potent fertility ness uh it's yeah, mm. they if you worship the crack rock you get pregnant. <laughs>
1: I'm not worship crack, right? I'm sorry. I worship the crack. Sorry, writer.
0: that's probably inappropriate. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but I have been saying that for years, that I think crack's a fertility drug. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. When people start having eight, nine kids, I'll be looking at them like... Mm. You probably on that crack. Well, I'll just wait. Let me check your teeth out. If you are missing multiple teeth, I know you did cocaine or crack in the 80s. If you're like above 50 and you got one toothless. Some of y'all, I can see, and you got the ashes. Listen, there's a crack look. I've, we all know what it looks like. And those who are, y'all are here, like, yeah,
1: there is.
0: There, there that, is. That, that's it. When they full out on crack, they got that little bitty ponytail. Yeah, everything's slicked back with the black jam gel, and they got this little bitty ponytail. <laughs> Nobody at all. Like, they could have been the most voluptuous human being. I'm talking about the women. I'll get to the men in a second. Could have been the most <laughs> voluptuous human being in the world. Hit crack one time. They come out instantly pregnant, and the whole body just sucks in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why, and like, so. Tell me if it's not a lie. Tell me not a lie. With somebody who has a lot of weight and they lost a lot of weight, first thing you ask them, you own that crack diet?
1: Yeah. Like yeah, a- yeah, every time. <laughs> Are you sick? Are they <laughs> on
0: something? <laughs> what What they own?
1: Yes, you're right. You're it's right. It's
0: a crack diet. So, yeah, not only does it help with fertility and weight loss and teeth loss and job loss, <laughs> it also... No, okay. So, I, I kid. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on forever. I got a problem. Oh my goodness! So uh, Lamont, what is your truth for today?
1: Okay, <clears throat> I'll admit after that I was not expecting um, that specific conversation, but I am going to go with something that's a little heavy. Um, it's a little longer. The title of this is "I physically abused my mom today," and I don't, and I don't know if I can ever forgive myself. This is the most painful thing I've ever posted, and perhaps this isn't right for subreddit, but I had to get it off my chest. It started off as a normal day. I was a bit unhappy with lunch and jokingly made some comment like, oh, it is, av- it is so-so for lunch again, and she completely snapped off on me. She went on and on about how I was being difficult and impossible to be with, so demanding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I let her be, and she completely went off on my poor grandmother, berating her, saying this was her fault. I decided to go back to my room and put on my headphones to just ignore her. She came in right behind me and berated me and refused to give me any lunch, which was her usual tactic anytime I complained. She went on to pick a fight with my dad meanwhile, and comes back to my room to berate me again later on that day. This time she went pretty low calling me a disgrace. And why did I even bother showing up if I was gonna complain about what she made? She also stated how everyone was happier when I was away At school, abroad for two years. I got a bit mad and told her to leave my room. She came back again and again. This went on for about five hours. I was exhausted and drained by this time already. I felt anger for the way she was talking to me and felt issues from how she treated me as a child. At times, I felt like she would starve me on purpose just to punish me. So at one point, she went on a blind rage and stabbed me in the arm with a pencil later on she tried to laugh it off and even tell my relatives about it and stated that it was an accident and that i ran into the pencil she used to taunt me for showing any emotion at all how she emotionally abuses my grandmother who lives with my parents accusing her of stealing money eating all the food and other cruel things i'll never understand the next time she showed up to berate me i just physically pushed her out of the room she ended up hitting her face against the door and was crying in pain the sick part about this was in the moment i felt a bit happy I left the house for a while to walk around and calm myself down. When I returned, I heard she went to casually go check the wound and she said everything was okay. It apparently injured her eye. Right now, I heard her tell my dad that she was unable to see in her eye and that she was starting to get more upset about it. I feel extremely guilty about what I've done and I don't know why or what caused me to go here. To be honest, I genuinely came home with the intention of forgiving my family and asking my mother for forgiveness as well. I can't seem to forgive myself for this and have been thinking of ending it all.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I don't know how I can move past it. Much of my family does not like me. I don't have any close friends. And my exes do not care for me. I don't know if therapy can help me anymore.
0: Oh, my God. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I'll start at the end. Okay. Just to say... Your life is more valuable than the moment you're in at the mo- right now. It may feel unbearable. Just hold on. I'll say this. It, I wish we had to have licenses to have parents. Mm. I wish there was a way that that type of abuse doesn't proliferate the lives of everyday people. So as, I, as you were reading, I took notes in order for me to remember because I'm aging. And so she started with, you know, he started with, I abused my mom today. I don't know if it was a he or she, a, a female or a male.
1: Yeah, from what I gathered, I believe it was a he based on some of the words used. But
0: uh, So let's go with the assumption that this is a, a, a man. And it, it's clear that this woman, if this is accurate,
1: right, right,
0: that she's very abusive. She's abusing her mother, the father's probably checked out, and that cycle of coming back and forth. And it's while it's not your fault that your mother seems to have some abusive characteristics, if we are to believe what this is saying, right. and especially if she stabs you with a pencil, I'm gonna tell you what, even, I, you know, there's that's some, that's some, that's some levels. from a. And I know there's you don't hit your mama i will tell you what, I ain't got one, but let my auntie come stab me with a pencil. I'm stabbing that bitch right back.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. love, I love how we just went from <laughs> giving, giving her praise to be like, stab me with a pencil if you want to. Stab me
0: if you <laughs> want to. I'm going to stab you back. I, you know, and I love this woman. Like, but I'm a, you can't just stab me with a pencil. Right. And so, again, while the thing is, what I wonder is, for this particular person, why say anything? mm if you know that's going and you knew it was going to trigger her if this is her behavior and you know in the past i mean she has she's berating her mother and she has stabbed you with a uh, you know what like a compass and a a an ruler and a no but she stabbed you with a pencil you knew that was going to set her off so why are you is it a free world yes are you allowed to say anything you want? Yes. Did you make an agreement that you would never ever say that? No. Hmm. Were you just trying to state your opinion? Yes. Free for all of that. But if this is her behavior, my question is why provoke it? And it could be, you know, a, a history of it that's probably a cycle that repeats itself over and over again and you're just stuck in this pattern and that's how it goes and Yada, yada, yada. So there's a whole lot there. As for you pushed her, she injured her eye. I don't even know what to say. Like, like she injured her eye. Like, I, uh, at the moment, Lamont is laughing. What?
1: Because I know you're about to say something silly, I,
0: I, I don't even have anything silly to say. Like, okay. at this point, I okay. mean, like, had it been me... I don't know. I want to say I would have done this, that, and the third. Right. But, like, let me give you what you should have did. Like, punch that bitch in the face when she stabbed you with a pencil.
1: (laughs) I knew
0: it. Dot her eye. I asked my mama. She stabbed me with a pencil. That shit's not okay. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, and, and here's for all you out there whose mama has stabbed you with a pencil. And it might not have been a pencil. I'm being serious. It might not have been a pencil, but has abused you, has talked down to you. Stop letting them do that to your children. I don't care if they are free babysitting. I said it. If she was toxic and poisoning you, or if he was toxic and poisoning you, stop putting your babies around that. Mm. And I know you need, you need childcare. Figure something else out. Stop Mm. letting that hate she poured into you now, now she's helping to pour it into your kids, and then you need to check yourself because if your mother was like basically a unstable person, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you get your own help so that you don't start to behave a certain way because you think that's normal,
1: right? And passing I'll, it down,
0: they yelling and cussing. So, I was watching this is so sidebar, I don't care. So, I was watching a, a clip on Facebook, it was um. Uh, married in Alabama or okay. s- I, I, I don't know something on like own or okay. something so I've seen a few of these clips and so there's this couple on there and I won't even say their name because there's no point very uh very toxic right and so I guess it, uh, whatever clip I was watching I guess was showing them a, throughout the seasons start as a couple and now they're just a divorce and it's it's untenable. And there was a scene where they were in the same room together on a vacation with all their friends. They're in the same room talking about a blow up that had happened the night before. And she says something, he says something and like clearly they're provoking each other. So he walks off and walks on down the hallway and she's in, in the room and just kind of just running it. And so whatever she said triggered him. He comes back and he is just yelling and she's screaming and yelling. And the other people outside are looking at each other like, what's going on, you know? And I'm thinking, I would be so embarrassed. That behavior isn't normal. Right, right. Yelling, screaming, putting, throwing things, that is violent. Punch and stuff Like oh, I have anger issues Well get that fixed Before you start Trying to be with people Absolutely Cause they're gonna Make you angry Yep They're all All of us are gonna Make you angry
1: Absolutely
0: So like So anyway I, I was real sidebar But if you come from that talk, that's some toxic stuff. And if you're doing it, go get some help because it's toxic and it's not okay to berate your children and and to control everything. Right. But uh, something seems wrong with her. So, okay, punching him, Uh, uh, pushing her out the way and she fall. Now, it'd be funny. It was like I pushed her three times with my fist. (laughs) (laughs) D- don't hit your mamas I'm just saying I don't condone Hitting your mama Okay But I mean if she, if she got it coming <laughs> I mean What are you saying Like We can act like Mamas are so special I, I'm special to two kids The rest of you You're not Nothing to me You another Evil heifer in the street And if you stab me With a pencil I'm pressing charges I, I'm getting my licks in and I'm pressing charges. So I, I don't hit your mama. Here's the thing. She didn't put his hand, her hand on him first. Like it seemed like the pencil stabbing incident was a separate incident. So if it was that time, you feel free to pop her in the eye a couple of times. Blind her. That way, like that way I'm okay, me now.
1: Not blinder. <laughs> I'm just saying. What are you using the blinder
0: though? Same pencil she
1: used. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So you you taking an eye out? Okay.
0: I'm just saying. Uh, it's probably probably far far too little far. It's
1: a little bit. A little bit. Maybe not.
0: Okay. Peep this. Peep this. <laughs> and, and maybe because I'm a woman it's another woman. If your daddy's stat well, your your I'm so, sorry. Your father's deceased. But at some point, his grown man stabs you with a pencil. Beat he him mad. the fuck
1: up. <laughs> <Oops. I> mean,
0: <laughs> okay. mean,
1: not go to me into it. What I meant to say, I would have beat him the hell up. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Listen, I would have defended myself properly by putting him down.
0: So it's probably easier for me to be like, punch your mama in the face. Like, yeah. you can't be stabbing people with pencils. Now, if it
1: was my mama, I would have probably tried to restrain her just based on, I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: Maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe, I wonder what she hit her eye on, though. Like, she can't see.
1: I assume that when it happened, she probably hit, like, the door frame. Like, she was probably mid saying something, like, she was talking cash shit. And she probably got to, I don't give a, and he pushed her, mm-hmm. and she probably hit the door frame, is what I'm assuming, because he doesn't really give exact detail. What, what was your actual rating for the...
0: Let's go to Poblana. And here's why. It can be a truth that irritates others. And knowing that you put your hands on your parents, there's no excuse to ever do that. to an elder. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But I'm just saying, if you human and I'm human, I'm saying like you... Be, now be reverent. Be respectful. I'm respectful right. of my aunt. But if she come after me with a pencil, it's on. Like it's it's... We and her are going to have a misunderstanding And I'm a still love her And I ain't going to pump her for the other lid But I'm going to get that pencil back Like, oh, oh, we stabbing people? Yo, yo, we go visit every other Thursday If I go over a Thursday and I walk in She jump on my back and start stabbing with a pencil <laughs> It'd be the funniest day of my life Like, it would be My kids would be horrified and need therapy Like, did you see Granny stabbing Bobby? She jumped on her back and just, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I swear, uh. I will probably pee on myself laughing if she did that. She probably won't because she's normal and stable. And more than likely, I'll be at her house like 17 more times before she hears this episode. Mm. But nonetheless, I will say that it, it that would be funny. But Bell Pepper, it, no, Poblano is what I'm giving it because it could irritate others. But, I mean, it seems like you was you should have thrown water on it. She might have melted.
1: <laughs> now she's a whole witch, though. <laughs> like, I'm
0: just saying. See, it's a house that can land on her? Because that... Who uh, I, I always think that stuff is fake, like people, but people really do live that way, like that type of strife. And I, I need to so much more peace for that. So, what's your rating?
1: I get torn with the story. Admittedly, so it's a lot going on in this story. So I was as I was trying to read it, I was also kind of taking it in myself so I could make sure I was giving it the proper respects and rating it. Obviously, like you said, when we when we listen to these truths, we kind of take them in and we have our own um, life experiences and we kind of go from there to be completely transparent. I've been in a somewhat similar situation with a parent in which I was being berated And um, it did result in me being hit. And I did end up having to restrain my parent from hitting me. It didn't result in a push or anything like that. But to some extent, I understand the idea of not being able to take it any longer and responding back with some level of force. um, Just because at some point there's only so much you can ask somebody to stop or tell them, okay, and they just keep coming at you. You know, you're kind of left with no other options, especially if they're blocking you from exiting. So for me, I'm sure that there are people who will hear this who will immediately call it a reaper. They will get completely upset. Like you said, you never hit your parent. You never hit your mother. She gave you life, da, 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 all these other things. And I, I completely understand that co- concept. However, I think sometimes people kind of just give that a blind pass that a parent is beyond reproach. And I don't agree. Even as a parent now, I don't believe I'm um, beyond reproach. And and, and uh,
0: think about it. How many parents diddle their children? And so, and, and that's a real yeah. problem, folks. Yeah. That's bonus parents, step parents, biological parents. I'm just saying. So not all parents are good. And right. to give this sweeping... You, you all parents are this. You do you don't do this against your mama and daddy. You don't do this against your family when sometimes they're the very monsters that are creating you.
1: Oh, what um, what movie was that? Uh, Tells from the hood. So the movie Tells from the Hood shows this child. And this is a movie from I believe either the early two thousands or the late nineties. I'm not hundred percent sure on the time frame, but it is a uh, black film that I believe Clarence Thomas is the guy who's kind of giving like bit by bit stories. And in the movie, he ends up talking about uh, these different stories. And one of the stories shows this kid, he's terrified of this monster that keeps visiting him every night. And it actually ends up being his stepfather, who's very abusive to him. And I think that's a perfect um, example of that, especially for those who remember the movie or are aware of the movie. So um, in that instance, 95. I, I, it was 95, 95. OK, thank you. Uh, Vicky X. Fanta, it was 95, <clears throat> 1995 for those who, mm. you know, for some mm. reason may not know. And that wasn't that long ago before some kid listens to this and be like, oh, my God, that's forever ago. Mm-hmm. Chill out. We get it. You just now got your little, you know, upper lip hair. We get you. We got you. We get it, youngin. But um, I never thought I'd be saying that in my life. Mm. But, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, in, in a way, it, it kind of hurts as a kid, actually, when someone tells you that because it makes you feel like you're not being respected as a person. I'm not saying that you're supposed to be at the level of your parent. I do get that there is a separation between how a parent and a child are supposed to interact with each other. It's not supposed to be on the same level. I think that's a whole other issue when parents are treating their kids like they're their quote unquote equals in a lot of aspects, especially when they're young. It's really weird to do that because then you're not really giving them direction. But to decide that you are going to put your hands on your kid just because they are your kid, and I don't mean in a I guess, uh, a reprimanding type form, but to just be hitting them and beating them and berating them. I think that's uncalled for. And I think at some point, like we used to all hear about bullies, is um, most bullies respond differently once they asses get hit back. And it just so happened his mom's eye was not up to par in staying well when he pushed her. Not to mention, she couldn't be around, no number twos around me. Let me tell you that now. No number mm. two sharp pencils at all. She can't even go through the stationary section at uh, Staples with me. I'd be nervous. I'd have flashbacks.
0: But think about how sick you had to be to even contemplate stabbing your child with a pencil. Mm. You got that man And
1: then to lie about it to, to family members and say that I ran into it. Like,
0: See, and then I'd be in trouble for telling the truth. I don't know. Maybe about not back then. I would just would have done whatever my mom said. And then, you know, uh, if you ask a question about this particular person saying, well, um, don't eat their lunch. Don't go there. It's got to be deeper than that. When right. you don't have any place else to go, you go home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Regardless of it. Some people would never go back. Right. But not everyone is built that way. Mm-hmm. And not everyone feels like they can escape. Right. That and so there, could, I'm sure there's a lot of control and there's a lot of manipulation. And again, this is all speculation. Assuming that's accurate. So, right, so right. what was your overall rating?
1: Um, my actual rating for it would be a poblano. Um, like as we said, it could irritate others, and for those people, I totally respect that. That's your position. But if you're doing it because you're blindly saying that this person is parent and they should just be respected over everything else, I respectfully disagree.
0: I I agree. All right. So let's go into our our next segment. We're going to go into truth in the news. So this week's truth in the news is a quick little summation. It's about Bentley's law. A grandmother who is raising her grandkids after her son and fiance were killed by a drunk driver is pushing legislators to support a a proposed new law that would make drunk drivers pay child support if the parent is killed. And so I also looked at looked at an article and it it really talks about how a lot of these folks don't have insurance and there's nothing to help. And, you know, there's no payout and their children are, you know, basically left without uh, support. And uh, so
1: what are your thoughts about about this? But this truth in the news. So. When I when you first sent it to me, I actually looked up a couple of videos, uh, basically from the local news station. They were talking to the grandmother and everything about the whole story, about what happened, of course, and that she's still raising the two other children. Uh, of course, the I believe one of the children was six, and I and I'm I'm blanking on the age of the other child. My apologies, but she like uh, like you kind of alluded to and spoke on. She feels like there should be some recompense. For this, and that there should be some type of financial backing that these people who have caused a loss for these children. And while I did see a lot of people saying the same thing well, how are these people gonna pay if they're in jail or they don't have the money and all that other stuff? I feel like sometimes we think if there's not a good overall 100% complete solution, then people just go, well, why even think about it at all? And I think there should be more conversation about this. I did see that also in Tennessee, that they're also considering um, lawmakers, there are considering mocking up something for this next year as well, early next year to try to figure out if they can get it implemented as well. And and I mean, I personally don't feel that it's a bad idea. I mean, obviously, I feel like there there needs to be a lot more detailed about it other than just Leaving it as it is, because I feel like there's a lot of gray area, that, and not necessarily about the accident itself, but in how you make sure that this is handled properly. But, I mean, it's it's heavy. I mean, just like we talked, you talked about in your story, this aunt, even though it was a different situation, this aunt took on children that she ended up having to raise and financially take care of, and even how you spoke of in your own situation. And at that point, there is basically a whole shift in how that person has to live. And for the person specifically in this uh, story about Bentley's Law is just the person who caused the accident or killed the parents in this accident to just be given a sentence of jail time. I don't know if that really serves the purpose that we need it to. Putting someone behind bars, saying that they are now a criminal, giving them a record, they can't do certain things. Is that really helping with the situation here because now there's a child or children who have lost their parents they are they are losing financially and other things it just seems like there's more to this and i I do think it's kind of interesting and i wonder what others may think about it as well
0: i thought it was interesting and initially i thought wow that makes sense Mm -hmm. then i thought wow where does it stop Mm. you know why not if you murder someone
1: I thought about that too, yeah.
0: Why not if, you know, you accidentally caused the death of someone, you know, malpractice? Where would that line stop? Why are we just stopping with DUI? At least with a DUI, quote unquote, it was an accident. Mm -hmm. You know, I would imagine you did not intentionally run. You may have intentionally gotten behind the wheel of your car, but you may not have uh, intentionally hit someone that caused their death. Right. But if you take a gun and you shoot someone, Mm. that's intentional. Yes. I mean, you wanted to cause them harm, and you understand that's a weapon, and that weapon could kill someone, even if it's a nick in the leg. Right, young lady who shot her boyfriend that she was mad at and killed him? I'm just simply saying, where does that line stop? Right. And then, you know, what does that child support look like? Is it based on what their previous income was of the deceased? Does it look on the income of the person that is, was there? I don't think that this is something that can be easily straightened out. And that for this particular grandmother, her course of action would be to civilly sue this gentleman. And maybe he has nothing. And maybe you get a judgment against him. So he will never have anything. Mm -hmm. And And it doesn't help you in the short term. I understand that. However... I don't know how you would be able to enact this law and make it work. And then how do you decide where the line is? Yeah. And then do we start? Drug dealers, drug dealers that sell drugs to people and the person dies, Yeah, you know, and then which drug dealer do you do? The one who made it or the one who sold it? Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, I mean, it's just.
1: So there's so much gray here that you really have to figure out. Not to mention someone else had made a comment that I that kind of stood out. He said, so basically, are you saying that child support is punishment? And it was the word choice that he that he used that kind of stood out to me. And I said, wow, I, I didn't think of it that way when I read it. But in a way, the way she kind of, the way that the law is kind of written, it does. It kind of states it as if child support is punishment. So it speaks to, well, what happens with what we consider regular child support. So how do you separate one from being a punishment versus another being, I guess, needed or a requirement or whatever word choice you're using there because if you're labeling it as a punishment so you're basically saying if you're using it in the regular sense how we do you're punishing the other person for not being able to be the parent that the child was awarded to by the state that feels and I'm saying that's yeah, what yeah. the guy said yeah. there so. and I
0: feel like that's that one that line of thinking I think is a stretch
1: absolutely I, I think <clears throat> that
0: was a line it's punitive mm-hmm. if you commit a crime and there may be a punitive cost mm-hmm. to be doing that. And while you have you give uh you give half your seed to someone, and, and it could go the reverse, because women it's not as common, but some women don't have custody of their children. So you give half uh you provide half on you go half on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> half on a baby. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so anyway, there's a song. You go half on a baby, and it's not punitive. Right. It's not punitive, it feels punitive. There are people who get them paychecks, they be like $1.75, like, golly, you work for 77 hours, you came home with, you came home with negative money. The FICA's like, you owe me, like, they took that for the kids, you owe me 27 cents, you coming home with negative check, like, you you work 77 hours, mm. and you owe the company <laughs> for 15 cents. That is terrible. <laughs> I, I, so it does feel punitive. Right. I think it does, but I stop having babies.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how you know. I
0: am like, you know, if every you know, every man, this sounds real ridiculous. Every man at age 12 should have a vasectomy. Because vasectomies are reversible. You can go wild out and then when you're ready, reverse that stuff. That would take care of the population issue. Every single one of um is vasectomy time. Uh Excuse me, son. Um, I'm gonna need you. Come on, it's vasectomy time. I'm like, oh, it's the annual vasectomy. We got oh, thirteen get vasectomy. Like, oh, snip, snip. Uh, number one is out with the vasectomy. Uh, number two, N- number two, you up next?
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> See, what? I, you. I actually don't disagree. I mean, a- again, like obviously, you get into the numbers and statistics and all that. Like we can get into a whole conversation, but I, I actually agree. I think that uh, someone else had said this word, um, a lot more guys should practice dick discipline. So that's a whole nother thing we could get into. But I mean, yeah, it's always blown my mind whenever I see someone who's famous and successful have a baby, like randomly. Because I go, wait a minute, so you have like, and it'll be someone who talks about like how many cars they got, how they got all this flashy stuff. And I go, wait a minute, you have all this money and you talk about all the women you can bag. Yeah, you somehow never thought of Hey, let's invest in like a sperm bank. Let me go ahead and get my loads, put them over here, however many I so choose. Even if you decide to put 50 like Nick Cannon probably wants to do, since we know he likes having children. Put them over to the side, have them at the sperm bank, and then you get yourself a vasectomy and go crazy. Do all the stuff you supposedly talked about you do anyway. And then we don't have to worry about you saying, well, this random sad chick is trying to get me on for of my money. Now, that's not to remove any responsibility from the women. But right now, dudes, like real talk, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand it. As a person who's who has a vasectomy, I was 100 percent aware and had always stated the woman who had my children and or child was going to be the only woman to have them. So I just so happened to get married to the woman who had my children happily, and I'm good. I don't want no more kids. I never wanted my kids to argue. Funny enough, I never wanted my kids to argue and be like, "Yo, mama," and "Yo, mama," and they'd be arguing about each other's mama it's not the same person. So if my kids ever do it, I'd be like, "Look, dumb, dumb, you're talking about the same person." So that's how I see that.
0: I don't know. I and maybe everything is simple when you, because also young ladies, women, birth control. I'm gonna tell you what I wasn't a virgin before a virgin before I got married. I wasn't, and I never got pregnant before I got married.
1: Mm.
0: Well, now we know why, that she had issues. But that's not the point. I still protected myself like I could. I protected myself as if I could, that every single time I was on birth control and used protection because I did not want children with someone that wasn't my husband. That was a decision I made uh, eons ago. Uh, so, me and really, it really was. I feel like I eons. Was
1: like, no, you mentioned eons, and your uh, your niece asked me about what, uh, how long is an eon? And I was like, it's a really long time. How
0: long is an eon?
1: Um, it's described as either a very long time or um, basically, it's like an infinite amount of time. So it so when you said it, it was funny, because it made me think about she had just asked me that question because she was watching some science show, and they mentioned eons, and she turned to me and asked me about that.
0: We are real random,
1: type. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: We, so anyway, let's get this all wrapped up, guys. So my whole point, and whatever it is that I was trying to say, is that I don't even know what was what were we talking? Oh,
1: you, you were talking about birth control we were t- oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. All tied back to yes, birth thank you, Lamont, mm-hmm. back to birth control yes, protect yourself. Don't put yourself in these positions if you don't want to have children. That really was a far scale to going back to Bentley's law with understanding, you know, if you kill someone in a drunk driver's accident and they have children that you take care of, them, but I don't know, where does that stop? Where are they the caretaker for their parents? Where right. are they the caretaker for their sibling that may have some diminished capacity? Um, you know, where does that stop? And mm-hmm. I think that that, and if you do that, I mean, like again, how do you do that for someone who intentionally murders someone? Mm. And so I, that's a slippery slope. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that over the years. Mm. I think that does it for this episode of Picture. If you like today's episode, help us out. Subscribe and send this show to two friends If you've not done so already, join our Facebook group, Pick Truth. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Oh, and don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe.
0: All right, catch you next time.
1: Later. We can't pick truth without you.
0: Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat.